And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. And tonight we're going to be talking about the Irish Photography Podcast Guide to Surviving Isolation. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And welcome to Irish Photography Podcast, episode 94. And I'm Darren, I'm your host this evening, and I'm joined by Dermot in Limerick. Dermot, what's the crack, buddy? Hey, all good, buddy. All How are you surviving isolation? Uh, Darren, I've never been busier in my life. I'm actually wrecked. I think I pulled a hernia. I don't know. I'm bollocksed. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've been flat out, to be fair, you know. I mean, like you're keeping yourself busy anyway. The van is uh, really taking shape. Yeah, it is now, in fairness. And I'm actually vlogging the whole thing as I go along. So it's not going to be your typical landscape photography vlog because we're going to run out of content soon enough, believe it or not. So what I've done, I've vlogged it. It's not going to be very good. It's not going to be brilliant, but it might give you an insight of what I'm doing and how I'm, what I'm doing to achieve that. Now, the van has gone through a full rebuild. Like, the van was brilliant as it was. There was nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't being utilised to its full potential. So what I've done is literally stripped the whole thing out everything down to the bare bone i mean like every panel was taken out of the van bulkhead and all shelves side panels rear panels floor panels and everything was insulated from top to bottom and i just finished the roof today and my god i never want to see another roof again in my life because that was the hardest freaking part it actually broke my heart down well you're fighting against gravity as well like do you know what i mean I was using light stands to hold it up for me. I had four mm. light stands in the van, so I was utilising them. And I have a Sherpa, a 14-year-old Sherpa. So she was doing her <laughs> job as well, you know. And so. tell me, um, you put in insulation into it, so it's obviously going to keep it warmer when you're out and about. So you plan on turning into a camper van, yeah? Not a full camper van, kind of a makeshift one, because at the end of the day, because it's going to have to go into for DOE. And if it sees that it is a full-fledged camper van, then it goes into a different class and a few sets okay. of different rules. And I don't so it's a utility that, van? A utility van, correct, that I can throw a bed in it. So what's going to happen is it's going to be a bed, right? It's going to be kind of like a bench, but then you slide it out into a bed. And I'm kind of going to utilise the space that I have. And there's still going to be a small bit of a shelving unit, but it's going to be far more... Uh, usable when I'm finished with it like there's a lot of work into it and there's still a lot more to be done but it is really starting to take shape so like uh, in the last few weeks like you could hear sounds in the back of the van but then for the first time since I've owned the van you could go into the back of it drive it and go oh my god there's not a sound there's no road <laughs> there's no road noise there's no nothing you know it's so awesome it actually will double so as a recording studio will it it actually can it actually will it'd actually be better in there than it is in my own studio here in the office yeah it's class actually in fairness mm. Yeah. Mm. so yeah in fairness you're keeping yourself busy you know I mean like we were thinking about what we we're going to talk about this evening and I was obviously coming up with ideas because I was hosting and I was like you know what we're all stuck in the same boat really nobody is able to go out 
we're in a very unusual situation. So I said, you know what, let's come up with the ideas that the Irish Photography Podcast guide to surviving isolation. Now, it's only going to be photography-wise. We've got no other uh, hints and tips other than what the HSE will give, like, but uh, just as a disclaimer. But, uh, yeah, so from a photography point of view, I think it can be quite, you know, hard when you're a landscape photographer and you're going, okay, can I go out? And you're going to be at home for a lot of time if you're not working. So mm. keep yourself kind of occupied during that time. And what better to do something with than your your camera and take photos? And I was kind of think, okay, what can you do with that? And instead of people going stir crazy, because most people, like when they spend time idle, their mind will go off idle and they go onto social media. And before you realize it, you've spent an hour on social media and you're going, okay. And then you're going back in an hour later and then somebody else go back in an hour after that. Or even somebody goes on it all the time. I mean, social media can be somewhere that you spend time, but how about you change it? And how about you, you know, you work on your social media. Don't just go on social media. Uh, I actually like that, right? And before I actually get into that, I just want to give a big shout out to all the nurses and the doctors in the HSC. Absolutely. For yeah, you're right. A stellar job. I mean, like, and the worst is yet to come, but fair play to them. I'm actually never been so proud of us as a country. Um, so big up for the nurses and the doctors in this country now moving on swiftly to what we're going to do <laughs> it is, like you talk about social media there right I, my sleeping patterns have gone kind of all over the place because of social media and with the nothing to do kind of added, not attitude um, I've spent far more time scrolling on shite Mm-hmm. Needless That's shite. My point. Yep. Then I'd I've done anything productive. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got up and I've done productive things because I made myself. But like last night, now I couldn't. I actually didn't get sleep till half three in the morning. Now, partially wow. does my wife's fault because she snores like a gorilla and growls at me in her sleep. You know, but like that's a different ball game altogether. Hopefully, she doesn't <laughs> listen to this now because uh, I'm dead if she does. So like I've that I'm battling that side of things and then. Because I can't get sleep because of that. I'm scrolling on my phone at needless shit. And then that bright light on my phone yes. is uh, integrating with me on a personal level because it's engaging me. And then it's not making me tired because of that white light. And there's yes. studies gone into this about, and you can actually change it on your phone. You can change it to a warmer light, which makes you kind of more sleepy. Mm-hmm. So you can actually, you can use, utilize that, but I don't, I don't like to color orange on my phone or, or well I love what? orange you don't like so orange hang on a second hang on no 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 you didn't just say that did you no you don't I, meant like the color orange. I meant yellow I meant yellow right, love orange okay, yeah. go on yeah go on your excuse but there's a yellow tint on the phone to give it a warmer feel you know mm. and scientifically mm. it's proven that you will actually fall asleep that's why the, the lights in your house are majority uh, kind of yellow alright if they're bright white it's gonna it doesn't give you a warm fuzzy feeling in your own house right so if you don't have that, if I don't have that, then I'm awake. So like I said, I'm awake till half three in the morning. So because I couldn't get sleep in my, in my bed, I went downstairs and started watching TV downstairs. At half three? Asleep, at half three. And I fell asleep within 15 minutes. I mean, 15 minutes is gone. Ah, gone sleep. Mm-hmm. But yet, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have a very good sleeping regimen. So like I'm awake at half six nearly every day. So half six in the button, boom, I'm awake. But I'm getting bad. I'm actually really getting bad. Rather than getting up, get up, brushing my teeth and making my breakfast, what do I reach for? Your phone. 
my phone and I'm going on social media checking adverts to see if I sold anything or see if anything comes <laughs> up for a song right so if nothing happens there I move over to Facebook having all scans before I know it I'm looking at oh sorry I go from adverts then over to Facebook and then I go from there looking through stupid videos about funny cats and funny dogs and what does it do for me nothing makes me laugh a small bit but that's okay but mm-hmm. it doesn't do me anything productive in any way, shape, or form. So, how can I make myself more productive from that end? Like, I didn't get off the couch. I just literally scrolled for two hours, Darren, which is not good for me in any way, shape, or form. And John Myler did a full podcast on this about a year ago on how mm-hmm. to get off your phone. But I seem to be roped into this kind of wormhole about social media in a needless way. It's very easy to happen, and you see, when you're looking at stuff, you don't retain any of that. You're just scrolling. You're just scrolling. If it stops you, you go, okay, I'll hit a button. But it does nothing. It's just wasting time. And also, you're going to bed at half past three because you know you don't have to get up in the morning. So if you had to get up in the morning, you wouldn't be going to bed at half past three. And that's the thing I was saying on last week's one, when, you know, keep active, keep a regime, keep get up in the morning, but don't think that you're not getting up, so going to bed so late. You know what I mean? And, Mm. like... With social media, people go on social media. There's all many different facets of social media. You're dead right. We spoke about it before in regards to the you know, Instagram differences and Facebook. But even looking at it right now, you could waste that time or you could use that time to make you better from a photography point of view. Like, you know, most people out oh. there share their work if they're a photographer on whatever platform. They share it on Facebook, they share it on Instagram. But work on what you're doing because if you've got an Instagram profile, Use the time to make the Instagram profile better. You know, update your your okay. bio on your Instagram profile. If you've got a, a website, update your website. These are things that we'd always say, oh, yeah, I'd love to get around to. But now the time is there, then do it and do it right and do it properly and invest the time in something that's going to be productive at the end of it that you actually say, wow, look what I did during that time. Instead of going, yeah, yeah that was a great time. And where did it go? Jeez, it flew, didn't it? So at least you got something to show at the end of it. And, it, you know, if you've always thought about if you're a photographer creating a Facebook page, make a Facebook page, put up all your images that you like, you know, and just work on your social media. And then on the other side of it as well is that, you know, if you want to get your work seen, use the time to be more social on the social media because you know <laughs> talk to people like you know, chat with people if yeah. somebody comments on your picture respond to them like i mean just have a conversation because everybody's doing exactly the same thing but when you look at social media right now what are people doing they are going on social media a lot more and more yeah. people are spending Definitely. their time on social media like even i alluded to it there in the last time in regards to things that are changing but like right now youtube have announced that they're going to be now downgrading their video to 420p I believe what I believe so yeah oh man that's rotten to try and restrict the use of bandwidth like everybody's on the internet so why not you know why waste your time and why not turn into something productive and you know but doesn't your work look shoddy then if your people are watching at 420 it looks shite it's going to be pro- ah, for YouTube. Yeah, Jesus, that's just going to be brutal. Ah, look, there's a number of things there that, that that can actually affect as well, Dermot, because if you think of YouTube and the YouTube professionals that are out there and earn a living from YouTube right now, they're mm. earning a living because companies are advertising. But if everything is stopped worldwide, then who's going to be advertising? 
And also, if the quality now is going to be down to 420, who's going to be watching? Mm, yeah. So, you know, there's revenue slope, there can affect it? that people all over the world by that change. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rough road. Rough road, man. I don't like the whole idea about 420p and it, it slightly discourages me from uploading a vlog. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a vlog going up tomorrow. So this will be out one day by the time this podcast airs. But it kind of puts me in a kind of a lull that I don't really want to if it's going well, to be a 420. Yeah, I mean, look, I I read it. I don't know if it's doing it or not yet. Like, it was a news story, you know. But still, okay. it's not going to surprise me considering that Netflix have downed the quality and so have Amazon Prime. So, you wow. know, YouTube being the second biggest search engine in the world, using a hell of a lot of data, is obviously going to try and restrict it. But I think 420, no, maybe... They're, the volume of what's being used on YouTube each day when you take it a share that they're allowed to get to have to go to 420 who knows because there's only so much bandwidth let's just say that's available do you know I get you I get you and look if if that's what they have to do then that's have to do like you know you can't argue with something that is inevitable yeah yeah exactly but look like I said it's things that are changing from that point of view but like I said originally you know work on your own social media and even from your point of view you go off and you make your videos but you never share any of your, your images so <laughs> go working on your images you know you've got some mm. class shots start sharing them and that eventually will, will translate into people watching your YouTube videos in the time that you can't produce it so like I say just put the time to work and come out at the very end of it with something that you go Look at that. Look what I did during that period of time. Rather than yeah. pissing it away, scrolling through something in whatever yellow, orange light or white light, whatever, call it what you want. It's just drivel. <laughs> there is nothing really of substance to it. But yet, guess what? <laughs> we scroll through it. We scroll through it. And, you know, from my point of view, it's all it's on my social media. really is just photos yeah. and nothing else. But even at that, I kind of stop and I go, no, nah, man, it's okay. It'll still be there if I want to look at it next time. Like, you know, yeah, you got to put yeah, it down. But you also, if you are picking it up, don't waste the time with it. Use it for something that's going to benefit you. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what? You're dead right. And and like I'd love to give a shout out to two of Ireland's newest bloggers. Uh, and it's great to see someone else besides yourself and I. Because if you think about it, especially from the photography side of things, it seems to be only you and I that are on YouTube from a, a photography vlogging point of view. But Derek O'Brien you can check him out on Facebook his uh, page is called Irishman Travelling and he started vlogging only a couple of weeks ago so he's a lot to learn but he has a ton of potential to make himself really really good uh, he's the guy who actually bought the Mavic Air off me so Brilliant. I'd love for people to jump over to his page Irishman Travelling on Facebook now he doesn't have a YouTube page I don't think he has but so he kind of vlogs through Facebook so okay, give him a like go over and check out his page he's actually really really nice guy the other guy then is Thomas Casey Photography he's on YouTube and he mm -hmm. only started recently as well now he's only got two or three videos up and he has a ton to learn really wet behind the ears but again he has potential and he he knows how to take a photograph but he just needs to push himself and apply himself and it's great to see those two guys having the room to do something and the time to do something and they're doing it productively they've started YouTube and they've started vlogging to make themselves better as photographers so it's great to see I love it I think it's brilliant 
I agree with you, and I think absolutely fair play, you know, the more the merrier. I mean, it's great to be able to see people going out and, again, showcasing the beauty of Ireland, which is what I try to do, and, you know, you do. Um, so, yeah, that's great. And I think, look, from a, again, social point of view, YouTube is that too. So, you know, work on your content, work on your camera movements, work on your styles of transitions, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, look, on my first point, I suppose, really, the first tip of being able to survive it is... Uh, use social media basically so work on social media don't just go on social media like it I like it okay now the next one that I have right and you know like the idea is here I've gotten them from a number of different areas you know some are my own some that have come from uh, Jared Poland um, some that have come from Petapixel and stuff like that photos well. so uh, yeah photos <laughs> Um, oh, he replied, actually, I, I asked him a question on his uh, YouTube channel there today. He's doing, again, we'll come to it in a moment, but about in, improving skills. But he's doing a discount at the moment on his uh, video editing course. Uh, mm. So I asked the question, was he showing how to do it on Final Cut Pro or Premiere yeah. Pro? What did he say? Uh, yeah, he replied. He said, I did it to show it on F uh, Final Cut Pro. Uh, so I was like, nice. all right, yeah, nice one. But anyhow, I digress. So... Um, the point here is was the, the different ideas and one that I think I got actually from Jared Pollan was sort out your gear and see what you can sell <laughs> I'll be there for till tomorrow <laughs> well this is the thing you're already doing it because you alluded to the second goal you know it's the first yeah. thing that you do when you pick up your phone you don't go on social media you go on adverts and see what's sold because you know you've already done it you'll go through your gear and say okay what can I get rid of because like again you've got a lot of stuff that's just sitting there. You may use yeah. it, may not use it. It could be the the first tripod that you bought and you never use it anymore, but what are you holding on to it for? Sell mm -hmm. it, you know, go through yeah. the gear and say, okay, this is the opportunity for me. I'm not doing what I normally would do. I've got time. Okay, let's go through it and finally get that sorted. And that's not only like, it, that has two folds because tidy up your workspace. If you have a workspace at home, if you're lucky enough to have a workspace, you know, tidy up your gear where you hold your gear. But then sort out the stuff that you don't need. And, you know, I know it's hard because I know you've got an emotional connection to everything shiny. But, you know, it's uh, it's something that you kind of feel fresher after it because you're not stuck with so much clutter. But moreover, no. the, tough, the stuff that you have can benefit somebody else just because you may not think it was very good. It could benefit somebody that might spend a tenner on something. You might have spent 30 euro or 40 euro thinking it was good. But so what? It wasn't as good as you thought. Give it to somebody that can benefit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, think of this here, right? I'm just going through adverts now. Well, just to check if I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I sold my Arsenal camera assistant, right? Yeah. Now, I sold it on eBay rather than adverts, and I don't like selling on eBay because of the fees and all that. But look, I sold it. It's gone. So that sold for profit of, not profit, but um, about 100 euros is what I got. All right. Uh, I sold my trailer. For 900 euros, I okay. sold a headlight, which I won in a competition, for 40 euros. I sold a Logitech wireless mouse for 40 euros off one of our listeners here on the podcast. I didn't find out until it actually got delivered and he tagged us on, on, on Instagram. Oh, your mouse is looking lovely here. I there, oh man, it's insane. Mad. <laughs> I sold a jacket for 20 euros, uh, a waterproof jacket, which I don't use. Uh, I sold a regulator for scuba diving for 45 euros. I sold a Sigma 7200 2.8, which doesn't work for 150 euros. 
There you go. Do you know, and, and it was described, it's not working, this is for parts or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I've sold one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven things in the last three weeks. And that's Brilliant. helped fund for all these new toys that I get all the time. But see, this is how I do it all the time. It looks like I've a ball of money, but I actually don't, darn. It's just, if I get something and I'm not using it anymore, I recycle it, basically. I move it on, mm-hmm. you know? And then I might add a few pounds that I've worked hard for, and then that way then it looks like a fucking, I've new, fresh gear all the time. But it's, it's, it's recycling things over and over and over again, so... Yeah, that's that's how I do it, man. That's my secret, really. You know. Well, I'm, you know, and you're right because like, it's sitting there gathering dust when it could actually turn itself into something that you would use, and if yeah. it's something that you need to have, you know, okay, you might have to sell three items to get something, but the three items again that you're not going to look at, they might be stuffed in a drawer. It might be an old camera bag that you had. That you go, so I should have on that just in that. case I need it. Uh, but sure, you're not going to need it. And I mean, you know, do a clear out, like, but not only do a clear out, but, and the best part about it is, and I think, you know, we'll end the first part of the podcast actually on this is when you sell all that gear, you get your money in, you can now prepare for when you're going to get out. And you can start saying, okay, what am I going to use that money for? And that's, I think, the best thing about doing it. But look, yeah, on that bombshell, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Canon, Nikon, Sony. All great batteries, but at a great cost. Extreme batteries from Hinnell are affordable and have increased ultra-high capacity, extra durability in stream conditions, shock-absorbing construction, and better yet, they even come in orange. Get yours now at Hinnell.ie. You're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast, and we're still talking in regards to our survival guide. Survival for guide, I love it. The <laughs> isolation. <laughs> but look, you know, the next part I want to talk about, I suppose, is uh, things that you can do at home, right? That if you can't get out and you want to get out and you want to be trying to improve in your skills as well at home, there's different things that you can do from a photography point of view, of course, mm-hmm. that can keep your mind active as well and you can experiment with stuff and you never know you might get good at something and find a new niche that you'd enjoy taking photographs of because again utilize the time and learn and just you know try things you may not have and one thing that you can do i suppose is very easily is play with the lenses that you have and if you've got a 2.8 lens play with the bokeh if you've got a wider one then play with the bokeh even more and do little Mm -hmm. scenes and stuff like that at home and playing with lights or even simple ideas is, you know, if people have kids, take a kid's toy and try and create a scene with the kid's toy by using the bokeh in the background so that it would stand out. So then the kid would love the image as well that you're going to take um, okay. because you could put it in that kind of scene. Like, do you know what I mean? So you could use uh, a variety of different things then to utilise that subject matter. So you could uh, try to learn more about flash on a yes. subject matter that's not going to move. So use a speed light, point it at the ceiling, see what effect it gives you. Point it at the wall beside you to your right, see what effect it has on you. Use it as a rim light from behind you and backlight your subject matter. Yes. Full frontals, put it on top of your camera and see how bad it is. You know, make all these mistakes on something that isn't going to cost you anything and explore every avenue what a, how a flash can work. So when you are put in a situation where you need to utilize your flash to a professional manner, 
that you know what it's going to do when you actually do it. So I think that's a great idea. I actually really like that. And on that matter, don't just use uh, flash. Use continuous lights, like Lytra Pro torches or uh, a torch that you have standing up there in the cupboard that for 20 years that's doing sweet feck all. Don't sell that one, adverts. Hold on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, use that light to see what effect it has, you know, and, and just kind of broaden your horizon with light and manipulate it in certain ways. I saw one which is very simple. It was on a website. I can't remember where it was. Uh, so I apologize. Whoever idea I'm going to plagiarize right now. But uh, you can do it at home very easily by just having tinfoil. Yes. And wrinkle up tinfoil and put that behind the table and put whatever you're shooting on the table and then put your camera into 2.8 if you have it. Or again, like I say, go wider and just yeah. focus on your subject and the whole background of that just fades out and then you can add colour as you say and add light yeah. into that and you know if you wanted to do uh, a scene from Star Wars as an example you could get Darth Vader c character put him on yeah. a table put the thing behind it light it up play with your bokeh and you'll see this thing is sharp and everything else in the background and you're going wow look at this you know simple ideas of everyday things but also why not take photographs of your gear and practice about taking photographs of your gear mm. that you're going to sell, by the way, on adverts. <laughs> so, you know, you're helping yourself now as well, even more so to learn something new and take good quality photos of your gear that you're yeah. now going to help you to sell it. And guess what? You know, if I'm buying a lens and I see a photograph that's taken so well, then I know this person, okay, they, they know what they're doing. Well, you think they know what they're doing. They're able to take that photograph, but also yeah. they should care for the actual product a bit more rather than somebody mm -hmm. just putting it down on a wooden floor or on a dirty carpet with a tato packet next to it or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, it's funny that you said it because I've do I do that myself now because I've become so lazy to doing it because I sell so many things that I've just got, it seems tedious to set up to shoot just to sell my gear and because I've done it a hundred times over. But yet, if a mate of mine, like David Woodland, he, he, he despises doing that, so he brings it up to me to ask me to do it. Yes. Uh, I should actually get a cut of his stuff, really, <laughs> thinking about it now. Like. Because his, his things go up in sale, right? And he has them sold within two days because he's beautiful-looking pictures taken by Fooler number one here. There right? And he's getting I'm all his profit, and I'm seeing none of it. You know? that, that's a typical example of like a painter's house is never fully painted so yeah you know, there you go you're doing a good job for his to help him sell his but your own you just put it down the ground and take a photograph oh. of it I don't even so. use a camera I use my phone to take a picture of it like, there I'm you go. so lazy so that's another one which will help I suppose you know beat the blues in isolation but like, then again mm. when you look at it what else can you do like you can play around with what you have and some people oh, will colour gels Darren go on colour gels yeah did you ever explore it, with colour gels I've so, heard of them, I've never used them, but you can change yeah. a lot with that. Yeah, yeah, so like I have a few of them at home and I never use them. I actually never use them. So you can literally pop one of these in front of a flash and change the colour of a scene. So you could uh, like think of colour theory, right? What complements each other? Orange, of course, Yeah. <laughs> will match with blue, right? Yeah. So if you had an orange light on one side and a blue light on the other side and then they're blown away in these lovely colours then they're going to make this awesome scene and it could yeah. really really work and there's some very very good photographers out there that manipulate colour gels in certain ways to make it really really pleasing like red and green is another uh, kind of colour scheme that a lot of 
gel photographers would use. So yeah, just just try them. And you know what's interesting you say it because you know with the handle modus now you've got the add-ons that yeah, you can that's actually true. you can change the color of the flash with them. So you know that's perfect as well now if you're able to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And also, it's something that you can think of here, speaking of the handle products, is when you look at the Capture Pro. So you can play around now and finally get that photograph that you've always wanted to get of a water droplet. Oh, yeah. I've never even done it. Will I try it? For you should try it. I, have you got a macro lens? Have I got a macro lens? I've got <laughs> five got macro, macro lenses. Lens. <laughs> Do you remember that story where I told my wife that we needed it for the business? No, it's for photographing things under the water. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I need it for the business. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like you use macro lens. Why don't you do that? Why don't you take the photograph of the okay. uh, the water droplet, or even better still, utilize the the sound capabilities and pop a balloon and take a photograph of the balloon skin breaking with the water around it. Okay, and you know I'll do. I get Taylor to stand there and then go and yeah. sulk her for the crack. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could get her to pop it with yeah. a pin, so you'll no, see her hand then going in to pop it. You, if you have her to pop it with a pin, it's full of water. You'll see her hand potentially with the pin making the shape in the water if you catch it right. But I'd rather explode over her head. You can do that too. <laughs> and put it high speed continuous. How many frames per second can you get on your uh, EOS R? It's not the ESR, it's the flash capabilities. Ah, it's how okay. fast uh, a flash can recycle its flash power. Oh, so it's not. It's not it's about continuous, right? Would that not allow you to do it, no? Continuous light, you can flash away at fucking whatever your uh, frames per second is. So on the SR, it's eight frames per second. But if you have tracking on, then it gets reduced to five. And then if you have something high, high raw, then it gets down to about four or three and a half. So, but look, you're not going to be on continuous autofocus. So you should be able to get to about six frames per second okay. on continuous light. So you'll see. Now, why don't you give that one a go? That would be a good one. Hmm. Yeah. And, it, so, and another one you could do is uh, play with reflection. So you alluded to it a second ago about reflecting the light off the ceiling. Yeah. But how about play with reflections? I mean, it's going to rain a lot. It's going to be March and April. You're going to be confined to home. You're going to be out the back garden or out the front of the house. You've got puddles. Play with the reflections of the puddles. Go one further so you don't get wet by playing with reflections. So I do Use the your shoot. Uh, your phone is one way, but I was going to go one a bit bigger. So you could use what I did. Remember, I did a. I joined back Limerick Camera Club, and I did a photo shoot of a wine bottle. All right, and yeah, took, you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I took about it was about eight photographs, and they all went into one. You know, but I used this massive piece of black, uh, not glass, but perspex, as a reflection of the bottle on the lower half. So try a bit of still life photography, but using reflections also. I like it. I mm. like it. Yeah, so, you know, that's another one that you can do, right? And I think, look, you know, final one, I suppose, really, there is what you can do. And you kind of look at it all the time from home, but you never really think much about it. But from your window, find as many different compositions that you can get. Now, obviously, be careful. You don't want to be out the window with your 150 to 600, like you'd have the guards pulling up, you know what I mean? Oh, but man. from your view from your house, you know, um, what can you see? And what can you get different I, compositions of? And even from your point of view, it could be things passing. 
I, Darren, there's something. My neck has been sore the last week, right? Because where I work in my office, I have a window right next to me. It's the worst thing in the world. And because everyone's off, everyone's trying to get fit and healthy, right? Right. So I got these every human being, Tom, Dick, and Harry, going past my window, and there's some beautiful looking women where I live, man. And I'm just like rubbernecking <laughs> the whole time, and I'm like, oh my god. You know, there's some beautiful looking men too, but the women are much nicer looking to, to look at, you know. But yeah, well, how did I get onto this? Because oh yeah, with the one things that you can see yeah. from, from the front yeah. of your house, like, or yeah. the back of your so house, like, but you know, just yeah. things that you you take for granted. Uh, yeah, and you so know, like, you, you could go one step further. I mean, look, you know, they're telling people stay at home and I understand absolutely stay at home. But if you've got somewhere that's close to your house that you can walk there, so it's within walking distance, you're not having to get into the car, you're not potentially going to have an accident, it's not going to be a dangerous place, it's not a hill, you know, it's not a mountain, you're not going to go into a ravine where there's going to be nobody around, but just go somewhere that, you know, is close to home that you can walk with, and go at sunrise, force yourself to get up in the morning, there's nobody else going to be up. We're not naming anyone like Patrick Murtaugh, like who lives like a hundred seconds away from a beach, like, you yeah, know, know, Patrick Murta, get up off your arse and go down to the beach, like. Exactly, you know, that made me think of it, because, like, you know, there's so many things that we take for granted, again, that are close to our home, and that yeah. you want to get out, but you want to be safe, and, you know, you're not going to meet anybody for sunrise, nobody's going to be out there. Uh, okay, you might meet joggers, but, you know, especially in your neck of the woods, let's just say, but even at that, you're back yeah. and all in home before anybody else is up, and the areas that you're going to, like, you know, you could be concerned, don't go to a popular spot that you're going to be touching things or whatever it may be just take a place that you can walk to you're not going to have to touch anything take your camera in your hand go take some pictures at sunrise you'll see nobody else when you're coming back then not long after that because you're not going to go that far you're not thinking about doing something different and you're getting a taste of being back out and about again you know yeah t- so darren tell me about your house so what's six what's within 60 seconds of your house uh, I have a woods that's just right next to us here um, okay. and there's big open paths within it and there's no real danger it's a nice place to be able to walk I've gone in there I, I recorded a vlog actually from there oh that's when, right yeah. when I went out without that. my camera uh, bag and I kind of said you know do you actually need a camera bag because all I had was my G7X well, that's um, when you were dying with a hangover yeah wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed yeah. to say that? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a true story. Yeah, it was, yeah. But I needed to get out, and I said, okay, hang on, I'm going to go somewhere close. I can't go anywhere else. But yeah, exactly. And you know, look, you know, there's so many things that are around us that we can uh, explore right now, but we can still be safe. I mean, look, it's a, it is a very, very important time for everybody to listen to what we've been told, you know. Self-isolate, stay away from people, stay at home. And like, if you go up a hill, you potentially, if you have an accident, people have to come out to help you when you can avoid that, you know? Um, yeah. And if you're going to popular areas, like, you know, you're touching gates, you're touching fences, and even you might wear gloves, you go, oh, yeah, I'm wearing the gloves, but still, like, your gloves will touch your face because that yeah. stuff can stay on place for two days, you know? So be careful. But, of course, like, you can still get out, you know? You're still not going to be stuck yeah. in the house all the time, but just get out and get home before people wake up. I like that one. Yeah. So, you know... I think the final part, what all of those are actually doing then, I suppose, right, is that they're increasing your skills. And we alluded to it last week, you know, uh, about other photographers and videographers that have, and creators that have uh, offers on their courses online. And these courses are phenomenal courses. And right now they're on a 
50% off is generally the price that people are dropping them down by. So there's a f great opportunity to be able to increase your skills on things that you'd say, I'd love to learn that. I'd love to know how to do this. You know, go do it. Go, go purchase a course because you won't regret it. You will learn something from it. But you've already learned a lot by doing all the other things yourself. But now you have to learn in regards to how to edit them. And that could be one, I think, where you can really jump into because you can learn how to edit your photos, but you can also go back over your old photos that you thought were well edited. But when now you learned the new skills, you know that I could have done so much better. And okay. again, it's something that you see at the end of all of this that you look back on and go, wow, look what I have. Look what I've done. Look how far I've come along in my editing. Look how far I've come along in regards to what I've learned. Look at all the different skills that I've learned now along the way. Instead of going, Jesus, wow. It's either dragging or it's after flying. You know, when you look back into yeah. it. Like. So tell me this. So who do you think would be the best editing course to uh, follow or purchase or, or whatever? For photos? Yeah. Since we're uh, photographers, I guess. I think yeah. hands down Nick Page. <laughs> Well, no, there's a number of different things. Like, I think hands down Nick Page. Um, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. what he can do with an image is phenomenal. And even the way he teaches it as well is so straightforward. And I think, you know, for people to be able to learn from him, he's he's a genius on, on, on editing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that one. Who about you? Um... I'm thinking of buying Shane Bloom's class simply because of time lapses and sliders and stuff like that, because that's an avenue that I've explored a lot recently. But um, I just want—I need to send off a mail to Rhino Slider first to make sure they can fix my slider, since it's a lifetime guarantee, whether they're going to or not. But if I was to buy a course, I'm probably going to go with Shane Bloom. Michael right. Shane okay. Bloom. Yeah. Good choice. Um, or. Uh, I was thinking of buying Gavin Harkas's course simply because the comedic level of entertainment, but he's going to show you how to do the Milky Way and the stars. But like, I do like that side of things. I think it's amazing, especially for the likes of like Anthony Lynch and all them. But I'm not as much as a stargazer as those people. So would it be beneficial to me? I don't know. Maybe it might spark something new, something fresh inside me to actually go for after those things, which I would, I'm mad to because John Myler's asking me out to do, shoot stars a lot there in the last few months and we were supposed to do it before we went away to Italy, but it just our timetable just weren't lining up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm torn. I want to do them all, Darren. I'm greedy. Well, look, you know, the... Disadvantage, I suppose, really, to the Milky Way point of view. In Ireland, anyways, it's always freezing cold. <laughs> so, you know, and you, <laughs> since you always forget to bring gloves, then your hands would probably fall off you at that stage. But, yeah. you know, I think Michael Shane's will actually is a very, very good choice. Um, and I do think I agree with you as well with Gavin, because the two of them together learning about Milky Way, it's a phenomenal thing to do. But the problem that we have here is we don't get clear skies often enough. And, you know, you go out and you do it, great but it's something that you have to be committed to because you have to change your clock. You've got to yeah. change your body clock in regards to it, you know, so that you're able to function. You're not absolutely destroyed, tired when you're just about to have the Milky Way core. Now, I mean, look, that's an interesting one for me because you know the Milky Way core is coming. And so you're waiting, even though you're getting more and more tired as it's going along because of the waiting. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I think from a photography point of view, yeah, all good choices. But like you, you look at the other side of it from you and I, right? So to, to make videos. So you've got Greg who's teaching people how to make videos. And then you, know, you look at uh, 
Jared Polin, like I said earlier on in regards to his, is how to edit your video, how to put it together in regards to a story. So you've got a full suite of a course and how to do something there from just over a handful of photographers and videographers that can set you mm. up that you now have say okay I, you know how many how many how long do you have to go to college let's just say to learn how to do that uh, yeah, and to get those minimum. hints and tips and these people are doing it right now in the fly so they're learning as they go as well and you're getting that benefit too in advance so i think it's a phenomenal time right now to take the time don't be bored you know don't feel as if you're trapped in isolation but you're actually free in isolation to be able to go and improve your photography by doing all the things I said earlier on, but ultimately increasing your skills, be it yourself or learnt. I'm Gavin Hardcastle, and you're listening to the Irish Photography Podcast, which is the second least boring one. When you're making this in as well, right? And it's something I think you know, that you ultimately are very very good at and but most people aren't and we alluded to it before in the past and you know i won't spend a long time on it but it is do you use this time now to clean up your hard drives because oh, you're meticulous you're, you're, you're meticulous as i said i know it doesn't apply yeah. to you but for a lot of people it does because you know you get your sd card i'm the same i do it i'd take my sd card no matter what it is i dump it onto my hard drive and then i go through that afterwards and i pick out what i like but i never delete the original files i never delete the raws and, you know, there's a number of files that I would had that I had edited, but I kind of go, okay, like, how long ago did I edit them? And how often do I look at them? It's okay, should I move them somewhere else onto a drive that's not going to be used as an archive drive? So I have, I have everything backed up, you know? Have I got a clear yeah. structure? Because I've often found there, I'm trying to find a photograph that I took, I don't know, two years ago. Where is that? Yeah. i got to find where that is. Hang on, is it then? You, is it in you've that got one? You know? You've got about twenty different hard drives, Darren. This is the problem. I know that's my you, point, but that's because I got so much data, because I don't delete anything. Yeah. So I move stuff off. So like even there You're on the active drives that I have, what's that? <laughs> You're a hoarder. I'm. I'm a hoarder. My precious. I am. <laughs> I am my precious. All my <laughs> images. My raws. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something that I I hold on to them all the time. Like so, I mean, you know, I go through often enough the drive that I'm using which is the active drive and try and do some bit of organization in regards to it because you always end up with miscellaneous files you always end up with the file structure that you started off with but then you start to change later so use the time to get the stuff in order and get rid of stuff off your hard drive just like you've gotten rid of stuff that you've sold for money get rid of stuff mm -hmm. off hard drives because you know dead space slows up your computer um, so oh, the more yeah. space that you have the better it's going to be a place for everything and everything in its place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I live by that motto my whole life, genuinely. Have you? Yeah. You come into my office, you look, every lens is supposed to be where it's supposed to be in every particular order. It goes from small to tall. Then you've got the cameras in a certain section. Then you've got memory cards, SD cards, micro SD cards, CF cards, everything in order the way it's supposed to be. You have a section for used and a section for do not delete yet. Uh, it's just, and it goes on and on. There's loads more kind of processes and techniques that I have in my office for those, that kind of thing. 
I'm a weirdo. I know, I know, I know, I know. But no, you, you're more of a weirdo because you hate planning from a photography point of view, yet you plan everything at home and where you have it in your office is a meticulous layout so that you know where it is for later so that you're not looking for it because that's the advantage of knowing where everything is because you never lose anything because you, you know where it goes. And like, yeah. you're so good at organising the stuff why not take this time now to get better at planning? And that's, I suppose, the final thing that I'd like to talk well, about. Hold on a second now. Didn't we not have a shit hot tour in Donegal, which I planned from start to finish? I got, I got, okay. For clarity here, are we going to kind of cl- clarify what planned means? Because all the sites, what? all the locations I found, all the locations what? I put onto the map, all the locations oh I put God. all the directions between this them. And you look through them and went, I think I'll look at that. Oh, what's that one? Hang on a second, I'll show you a picture. Oh my you God. planned it, yeah. I can't believe these words are coming from your mouth. Ah, How well. dare you? Ah, well, How no. dare you ah, yeah, with yeah, your yeah. Welsh face? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jeez, this you're racist. No one all against me. That's oh, I am. Welsh people are disgraceful. You know, <laughs> I mean... The audacity you have to tell me that I'm not good at planning. I'm unreal at planning. Well, why don't you use this time to get even better, to get like the best at planning? Because again, you know, there will come a time where we return to normality. Yeah. And during all that time, why not start looking at these apps that you downloaded so many times and never used, all these planning apps and saying, you know what, when's the light going to be nice for this place? Oh, hang on, September. Okay, I'll put that into the list. And start looking of when you where you want to go and when you can go and use the apps that you have properly using the time that you have but also plan out I suppose a list of areas that you say I really want to go there now and what am I going to do when I go there you've got all the time in the world to look at pictures online so you can see an idea of the place that you're going to go so it's not going to come as a surprise but I do think the, the biggest one then on that is you know from a photography point of view one of the best tools that we have and if people are going to go online to research stuff I think one of the best tools that we have is Google Earth. And it's mm. something that we should use more often when we're looking at where we want to go. Because even now with the 3D terrain, you can see mountains, you can see hills, you can see undulations. And it's it's an eye-opener when you want to go to a place you haven't been to before. So, yeah, sorry, I, I never looked at it or anything like that before where we went to, because uh, you planned it all uh, the, the last time. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But, yeah, yeah, I think, you know... Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It, it was an unbelievable job. Fair play to you, you know. But, like... <laughs> I, I would never have figured out anything, I suppose, really, uh, without you, to be truth be known. But anyhow, yeah, start planning and use the time to plan and get better at planning. And, you know, this is where I want to go. This is when I want to go there. Hopefully you can go there at that, by that point. But if not, you yeah. look for another date. But at least you've got some structure in place now because after it's done, you come out the other end and you go, hmm, okay. Not only have I got all this organized, not only have I learned all these extra skills, not only have I sold all these things and built up all this money now that I can say, okay, I'm after buying this brand new camera that I always wanted, and now I'm going to get back out there. And I'm not just going to go out there blindly. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to know where I want to go, when I want to go, what I want to shoot, what it's going to look like, and how I'm going to do it. Excellent. Do you know, I, 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 what I have been trying to learn in the last month and a half is how to read the weather for scuba diving and swells and wind and position of wind and what it does to the sea and full moons and everything what that does to the sea a full moon is a bad thing for uh scuba diving the next day it's the gravity pull and yes. all that and so yes. my dad my dad has helped me out then as well and mike Ort helping me out with reading these things 
and learning how to use these apps to guess when optimum time for scuba scuba diving would be mm-hmm. and every dive site is totally different because you need to go in at a certain place especially a shore dive if you're on a boat you're grand you just got to predict calm weather you know a calm sea yes but if you're doing a shore dive it's a totally different ball game because you got to have a an entry point and an exit point at a certain time of day whether it's high tide mid tide or, or low tide and you just got to have an accountability for that kind of stuff so I've been really trying to work on that, I'd say for the last month and a half, two months, anyway, regardless. So I think it is coming into effect. Now, I've had, I've tried it once to plan my own dive and I failed, didn't even get in the water. That's my own fault. I did, I tried it, I just got it wrong, you know. Um, the sea was just, it was, it looked great, it looked phenomenal. When I got into Kilkey, the seabed was just, oh, it looked lovely and calm. And I started going, I got it right. I was, quite proud of myself I was like okay this is going to be an awesome dive by the time I got to the dive site out in the Bridges of Ross which is the, one of the more westerly points of County Clare it was a totally different ball game the sea was being churned up the waves were crashing in it was white water everywhere and I was there going well a chance this, this, we could have a dive blah 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 but you know what I just pulled back for safety reasons just in case but look zero for one you know just keep moving on and keep trying I mean, look, you you got it almost right, but definitely I wouldn't go into the water there because, as you say, from a boat no. dive, you're fine. There's nothing that you can bash off of. You've got jagged rocks right there and you can get caught in a current. Bang. Yeah. And you know what? The funny thing about it is the, the eagerness inside me wanted to go because new camera housing, new dry suit, I wanted to use them. Hmm. But my heart was then, was, or my head was saying, do you know what? Play it smart now. Just, just hold back. There's going to be plenty more days. There's going to be plenty more diving. Safety is an issue here, you know, so, and I think I'm getting smart in that regard as well also. Mm, mm. Absolutely. I fully agree with you. And come here, look, um, I suppose the final thing that I'd like to leave you with, I've already kind of alluded to it during it, but also our listeners uh, and the members of our Facebook group. And if you're not on our Facebook group already, you know, we'd love to have you along, come in and join the conversation. If you search the Irish Photography Podcast on Facebook, you'll find the group. Hit join. You'll be asked a question just to keep the spammers out. Just answer whoever's a host, named Dermot, myself, or any of our guests we've had in the past. But um, I'd like for us to kind of all kind of group together from a photography point of view and try something different. Come up with one of the ideas that we've had and just share it with us on the Facebook group. Tag us on Let Instagram. Us. Let us see in regards to what type of creativity we can come up with together. Because you know what? Look, there's a lot of ideas that I've said there, but there's numerous ones, others as well. But if you always wanted to do something, try it right now. But share an image of what you've tried uh, during, I suppose, you know, isolation. We should have the Jared Poland. Boom, boom, isolation. So, like, are you saying, like, one that you're fully proud of or one that you've messed up and made a buzz of? Or just... Everything. Everything. You 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 tried it. Okay. You know what? You didn't get it. You might ask for advice. So. Oh yeah, the, I like that. Yeah. One of the others in the group can say, "Okay, this is what you you could have done." You might try it and think it's a banger, and you go, "Okay, this is the best I've ever done." If somebody sees and says, "Okay, you know what? Yeah, it could be better." Be nice and say, "Okay, that's a fantastic shop. Maybe how about trying this instead of going? You should have had that. You know what I mean? People take common knowledge anyway, but just to be on the safe side, yeah. let's just say, yeah. Um, yeah. But like you know, yeah, post up your image, like, and you know, let's all have a look, and we'll all learn together, and we'll all see what type of ways we can find creative during these very, very unusual times in the almost lockdown that we have. Almost lockdown, yeah. 
Oi, come here. Have you got a VSP for me, no? <laughs> I've no VSP for you. <laughs> why not? I had the best VSP ever last week. How are you going to top that, like? That's exactly why I have no VSP for you. What can I say after that? I mean, I come back, what, a 10-cent coin? coin? No, it's no good, but it won't fit in. It's twice the value, but it won't fit in. So then, therefore, it's not twice the value. True story, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so tell me which one of the uh, the challenges you're going to do. Oh, I think I'm going to do... I Actually, I'm going to put my head and try to do a few of them, right? And if I try aim for a few of them, then I'm bound to try one. Okay, yeah. So one I would love to do is the balloon, water balloon. Yeah, with, the with Taylor, of course. With Taylor, yeah. I'd like to try the water droplets and then definitely the colour gels as well. I'd like to give that a, mil- a belt. But um, I think for the colour gels, right, it's very... Uh, well, it's, it's, it's photography is subjective anyway, regardless. But I think colour gels look really, really good on hot girls. You know, with oil on their skin, you know, having really beautiful uh, texture in their skin, you know, really kind of awesome. Yeah. Whereas if you use it in a child, I don't think it looks the same. And don't get me wrong, child could be really beautiful and a lovely photograph, but I don't think colour gels will work in that subject matter. You know, I t- think it has to be kind of a boudoir kind of style of photographs. Yeah, but also, the, as you say, the, the reflection as well of the of the, the gel, let's yeah. just say, off the, the skin, you know. Um. I think that's something which is very interesting to, to try. Um, I have a couple of colours as well here on the Lytra Lights. Might give them a go and see uh, what I can come up with. But I, I'm probably going to try the Boca one, I think. And I'll try and do something okay. for the kids. So what's the widest aperture you have? 2.8. Ooh, look at you, 2.8. <laughs> I have two 2.8s, actually. Ooh, yeah. which ones? Um, the Sigma, uh, what is it? Jesus, you're... 24 to 70. Okay, and what's that one? The Tokina, 11 to 16. I throw that in the bin. Not a chance, man. That's a phenomenal lens. Tis not. That's a phenomenal lens. The Tokina, 11 to 16, 2.8 is a phenomenal lens That's for the Astro. older one, isn't it? Why don't you get the new one? Get the new one. Get the new one. Get the new one. I had the new one. <laughs> I tried it. Should I did a video on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I thought it was a fantastic lens, but I just found it was a bit too heavy compared to the, the oh Tokina that I had. All two grams heavier, you're right. No, it was, lo- it was a lot heavier, man. Step. The Tokina lens I have for 2.8 is extremely light. It's an right, incredible okay. lens. And I I had it from my uh, uh, crop frame sensor days, and I kept it for when I moved to my full frame. I can't use it at 11, I can only use it at 16, but it's perfect from uh, an astro point of view. That's a phenomenal lens. Is it, yeah? Yeah, so I might give that one a go. Um, oh, hang on. I, I might, yeah, I'll try that one, actually, yeah, and see. Okay. Be interesting, because if the wider angle you use, the harder it is to get bokeh. So you need a more I think telephoto I, I, lens. That's why I think I said, hang on, because I think I have the secret weapon. Uh, oh. It's shooting at the far end of the barrel. No, 20, no, 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 no. Go on, give me a hint. Don't be an ass. It's not a lens. What? What is this? It's the Sigma SD Quattro camera. Oh, yeah. That's that uh, cult following camera thing in me, Jiggy Bug, Bob. Yeah, with the 4VN sensor, yeah. Okay, what's the aperture in the lens? 1.4. Ah, what mil? 
30 Both mil. linked? Okay. I'd have to do portraiture with that now. Uh, yeah, I'll do something for the kids. I'll take one of the kids' toys and I'll try and create a scene for the kids' toy. You have to give it back to him now. <laughs> I'll give them the picture can't keep back. It. Yeah, you can't keep the toy now just because they've been bold because your children are bold. Yeah, my, my children are spirited. <laughs> I like it. Spirited. Yeah, like, mo- <laughs> like, like most three and five-year-olds. Yeah, they're spirited. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I that's what I'm going to do for my challenge, and I think it'll be an interesting one. It'll get us through this time anyway, for a short period. Of time. Oh, yeah. And I'm really, I, I hope everybody kind of you know says, okay, you know what? Yeah, to hell with it. I don't normally do stuff like this, but I'm going to give it a go too, and I'm going to see Fuck what I trend. can learn. I'm going to show us, you know, what we can learn together as everybody as a group, you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome! I love it, Darren. I think it's great because you need to have this positive mental attitude towards life. At the moment, because it, it, it they are testing times and they can get you down and I do understand it. So maybe try exercise a small bit more or try, like I said, try something new in photography. Learn some new techniques that you kind of, like I said, to buck that trend and grow something new inside you. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, uh, Dermot, I'm going to sign off for this evening. Before I do, I just wanted to give one other final shout out. Shout out again to the amazing medical professionals that are out there that are risking their lives every single day for everybody at the moment. You know, they do a phenomenal job uh, and absolutely, like, my eternal thanks, you know. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, love it. So, Schlange Fall, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, yo! Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.